the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Good to be with you. My name is Dennis Prager. And the show is named after me. I always get a kick out of that when someone who doesn't know me from Adam's like uh it just happens you know people it's what do you what do you do and i tell them what i do and what's the name of your show and i feel silly what what do they think it's going to be the you know the howdy doody hour the i you know what <laughs> is there any is there any talk show host who has a talk show like this that whose name of the show is not their name? I can't think of any. So it's a funny question. Gee, what's the name of your show? Maybe I should just say the scandalous hour. The scandalous three hours. Um, Dennis from the Dennis Prager Show. That would work? Okay. I am going to raise an issue now, folks, that uh, I goes into a category. I have a lot of categories, as you know for better or for worse, and I think it's mostly for better because it makes sense out of life, right? This belongs in this category, this belongs in this. Of course, they're overlapping categories. But this belongs in the category of smoking gun. And I think we should have a smoking gun theme. What do you think? What do you think? Where something this... It doesn't have to have the word gun or smoking in it. It's that this, ah, now we know. Or this is in, this is completely incontrovertible evidence. Okay? So, gentlemen, oh boy, you should see the two of them. I'm, I'm actually watching them thinking. It's funny. It, it, it's fascinating to see. This is in the category of incontrovertible evidence of two things. One, how foolish, how spectacularly foolish academics are generally. How spectacular that generations have been raised with a basic idea that is now being challenged by academics themselves, based on studies. That it, 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 it would be as if I had been saying, and this I have been saying all of my life, well before I had a radio show. And uh, that is, let us say I had been saying, uh, the human being, indeed, I think primates generally, but we'll, we'll stick to the human being, has five fingers per hand. And the nearly the entire academic world was saying, no, that, that's nonsense. And we have no studies 
to suggest that. On the contrary, it is clear we have four fingers per hand. The thumb is not a finger. Okay. It would be, it's in that realm. I wrote an essay of the two great lies of the 20th century in my, in some ways, my favorite book. And that is Think a Second Time. It's got 44 essays on 44 subjects. And a lot of people write to me that it's changed their mind on a lot of issues because it's 44 issues. One of the essays is on the two great lies, titled The Two Great Lies of the 20th Century. One was that race determines values, and the other one was that economics determines values. Now, we all know race determines values. Most people know that that's nonsense. Race determines nothing. N-O-T-H-I-N-G, nothing. But we have been told that generations have been raised to believe that economics determine values, that poverty causes crime. Any of you who have listened to me for any length of time know how much I have knocked that idea. Values determine crime, or a paucity of values determine crime, not economics, not poverty. So I was reading my trusty liberal journal, the New York Times, and if I could have three wishes in the political realm, one of them would be that all people on the left read as much, no, no, that would be asking the genie to do too much, read one-third as much conservative ideas or even reporting as I read liberal ideas and reporting. One-third. That's all I would ask. Because if they did, they would never have believed this. Anyway, the New York, this, the poverty causes crime thing. So listen to this article by a contributing opinion writer to the New York Times. He's identified as that and one who has, quote, recently received a Ph.D. in economics from Harvard. It's like, is he perfect? He's like my man. If I had to produce a guy that I would want to cite, he's my man. Young, Ph.D. in economics from Harvard. Seth Stephens Davidowitz, he might even be Jewish, which is perfect. Like, he's like, it's perfect. <laughs> What am I going to say, right? A, a Jew with a PhD from Harvard is like my perfect liberal. If you have to design one, correct? Okay. So here he writes a uh, he writes a piece, uh, and it is titled "The Data or Data of Hate," and it is about the data about Stormfront. Is this our uh, smoking gun? (laughs) All right, I'll live with it. You want to live with it? Wow, unanimity on the Dennis Prager Show. All right, very good. Stormfront was founded in 1995 by Don Black. I am reading from Seth, Seth Stephens Davidowitz. By the way, is, is, 
is you think that's his married name or because if he just got a PhD, he may not be married, maybe too young. Liberals tend to marry later than conservatives. So he, what if he meets a woman who has a hyphenated last name? Yes, yes, Stephen's Davidowitz. Uh, no, I, I, what if he meets, you, you know, uh, 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 Abramowitz uh, Cohen? This is what change looks like. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, you know, and in the name of equality, they would just, egalitarianism, they just want to combine their two names. So you have Seth Stevens, Davidowitz, uh, Abramowitz Cohen. It's going to start sounding like those uh, Spanish names, you know, where you have... Uh, Gonzalez de Ortega, Wende. Okay. Stormfront was founded in 1995 by Don Black, a former Ku Klux Klan leader. Its most popular social groups are Union of National Socialists and fans and supporters of Adolf Hitler. All right, I had never heard of the group Stormfront, but obviously this is a racist white supremacist organization that likes Hitler. Okay. So I, ha- I read is a long article, and I read the parts that are germane to our subject. There was no relationship between monthly membership registration in Stormfront and a state's unemployment rate. States disproportionately affected by the Great Recession saw no comparative increase in Google searches for Stormfront. To his credit, by the way, I want you to understand... I'm giving this man, this whole thing is to his credit. Everything that he learned from his liberal professors from Harvard to wherever else he he went is now, uh, the the, the edifice of progressive thought is, is collapsing because this is so basic. The idea that economics determines values. So he goes, well, he found that there was absolutely no no uh, relationship between monthly membership registration in this white supremacist group and a state's unemployment rate, right? I mean, it's a very fair question. Hey, if poverty causes crime, if bad economics causes bad things for people to do, this white supremacist organization should have seen an increase during the Great Recession in states that had the highest unemployment rate. It, none. It gets worse for the liberal edifice. But it's beautiful the way he writes it because he writes it in a state of surprise. I'll be back in a moment. 1-8 Prager 776. This is the Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. 
Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. This is one of the most significant hours I can broadcast because the edifice of, of liberalism crumbles in many ways on because of this issue. And not a widely noted piece by a New York Times contributing opinion writer who has a Ph.D., recently received, according to the New York Times, in economics from Harvard, Seth Stevens-Davidowitz. And it's titled, The Data or Data of Hate. I love the fact that they do data of hate. It's, 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 that's fine, though, but it, it, it works to our benefit. Do you know how often in life, it turns out, conservatives were right? How often it, it might take decades well, this is one of those examples. Poverty causes crime. Poverty causes crime. Economics. Look, uh, Thomas Friedman and the New York Times has oh, um, over and over has talked about the relationship between unemployment and terror in the Arab world. Just get these guys jobs and you will see how unappealing terror becomes. Because he's a liberal. That's, if, if you think liberal, that's what you think. Makes perfect sense. You know, there's the brainwash, the in, or I don't like brainwash because I'm not going to use it much anymore. Indoctrination is much better because brainwash people feel it, it, uh, that they have to defend themselves against the charge of having been brainwashed, and understandably so. So I will say indoctrinated. Hey, I was indoctrinated that uh, that people's values are what uh, primarily determine whether they do good or bad. I admit it, I was indoctrinated. Turns out the indoctrination was accurate. So number one, he is studying the the data on this uh, Adolf Hitler-loving white supremacist organization, Stormfront. Number one, he points out, there was no relationship between monthly membership registration and a state's unemployment rate. Now, you ready for the next sentence? If you are driving, just drive more slowly. Some of this research adds to recent literature in the field that is frankly shocking and should change the way we think about hate. Do, do you... I, it's hard for me to react without overreacting. <laughs> The first, it, it, it the academies cracks me up. The uh, recent, uh, the recent literature in the field. I, I, just reading it, I feel like I'm on NPR. The recent literature in the field is frankly shocking. Frankly shocking. Who is it? Frankly, excuse me. Whom is it? Frankly shocking to, to whom? Two people who get a Ph.D. in economics from Harvard. Obviously. It's not, it's not shocking to just about any kid who gets a religious, Christian, or Jewish education. In fact, it elicits what we call a colossal yawn. Ah, oh, Triple G, we needed a yawn. Oh, oh, I, I'm sitting here waiting and it, nothing materializes. 
Oh, the living martyr band snores and yawns? Why, it might induce such a reaction in my audience? That's the faith he has in me? If I mention yawn and people hear a yawn, my audience will start yawning? That That is? Oh, is that painful? It's It's like I was just kicked in the solar plexus. Uh, it's too late. Some of this research adds to recent literature in the field that is frankly shocking. In the 1930s, now he explains, listen, to, this is, this is, you know, this is, I can't overstate the significance. In the 1930s, Arthur F. Raper, tough name to live with. I, I what am I, R-A-P-E-R, there's no other, I didn't, it's not rapper, it would be two P's. That's a tough, you know, there are burdens that people are born with. That's one of them. They should have named the kid Not and given him a middle name that starts with A, not a raper. At least that then it would be clear. All right. In the 1930s, Arthur F. Raper reported a correlation between bad economic conditions and lynchings of blacks. See, I, you have to understand, this is... That's, 1930, do you know how, you realize how long ago that is? 85 years ago. That's what I'm telling you. The last century, it didn't start in the 60s. It culminated in the 60s. So there you go. It's bad economic conditions and lynchings. It's not like the people who lynched blacks were just scum of the earth, right? No. It, it It was bad economic conditions, like... Any of you listening, your your uh, parents in bad economic conditions would join a lynch mob of, of, of an innocent human being because of his color. This led many scholars to the intuitive conclusion that people turn to hate because their lives are going poorly. Well, first of all, that's not precise. I think that there is truth to that. People turn to hate because their lives are going poorly, but they're, but it's except that it's the opposite. They hate, and then their lives go poorly. If you have good values, your life, your life will go better. But anyway, in other words, it's, it's like the old question, does poverty cause crime or does crime cause poverty? And the answer is crime causes poverty. And now listen more to this. And it, it got, this thing was written in the New York Times, and it was if it was not written. It went unreported, Right unmentioned, unnoted. It is the proverbial tree in the forest that fell that nobody heard. But evidence is increasingly casting doubt on this idea. In 2001, I love that. What, 1930 to 2001, 70 years. In 2001, the political scientists Donald P. Green, Lawrence H. McFalls, and Jennifer K. Smith used more data, and found that there was actually no relationship between lynchings and economic hardship. Lynchings actually fell during the Great Depression. (laughs) Seventy years later, the guy who started the movement of belief that economic conditions produces evil is debunked thanks to studies. And then it goes on. The economist economist Alan B. Kruger has shown that terrorists are not disproportionately poor. 
I don't know whether to cheer or cry. 1-8 Prager 776 Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. It's a very important uh, video, by the way. Very important. All you do, the more you give people or many people, some people must be given, but the more you give most people, now would include me, the more addicted you make them and the, the more you perpetuate the poverty they're in because the desire to work is in many people reduced when they get what they would get for working for not working. Virtually every major left-wing idea has been wrong. And most of them have been terribly harmful. And I am going over one here in a piece written in the New York Times by a man who just got his Ph.D. from Harvard in economics who was just stunned. He writes, frankly, shocking. To learn that what people have been taught since the 1930s, that economic conditions determine evil, he doesn't use the word evil, but determine hate, he uses hate, that's the liberal word for evil is hate. It turns out it's not not true. And he cites this this liberal uh, economist in 1930s who said that there was a relation between bad economic conditions and lynchings of blacks. And lo and behold, economists in 2001, political scientists, not economists, used data and found that there was no relationship, actually no relationship between lynchings and economic hardships. The economist, I said, that's what I said last time, economist. The economist, yeah, yeah. The economist Alan B. Kruger has shown that terrorists are not disproportionately poor. And the economists Roland G. Fryer Jr. and Stephen D. Levitt found that Ku Klux Klan members were actually better educated than the typical American. It's another another thing that I I have It's actually emotional for me, this whole subject, because I have spent so much of my life saying this. 
pointing out since I could almost read in my early 20s that there's no relationship between better education, higher, I should say higher education, and human decency. None. I knew this at 21. And now a guy who just who writes for the New York Times and just got his PhD from Harvard is now learning what religious Christians and Jews knew through, throughout their history. This is secular stupidity that permeates our universities. That throwaway line, Ku Klux Klan members were actually better educated than the typical, it's a throwaway line, but it's everything. Not only is there no relationship between PhD and the liberal arts and greater decency, there has been an inverse relationship. More PhDs supported Stalin than non-PhDs. PhDs in Germany supported Hitler. Moral education. And may I say the G word, God-centered education in the Judeo-Christian traditions have done the best in producing decent people. Not the utter stupidity that has permeated our universities. $50,000 a year for your child to learn drivel. I yell about once a month, I think. I'm not even yelling at anybody. That it's just it's so it's so deep in me my contempt for the secular left. It is so deep. Many nice people there, by the way, and I know that. But nice people can believe idiocy, dangerous idiocies that permeate our universities. And for the record, that's why I founded Prager University to undo that. Uh, we should put up the. Uh, we can put up the whole article, but probably my excerpts would be put up the whole thing. Yeah, let, otherwise people might think I just extracted stuff. Yeah, put up the whole thing. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. I don't think anything in the New York Times in the last 10 years was as important as this piece. And there's such a lack of self-awareness among some of our fellow citizens on the left that they don't realize that they published something that undermines almost everything they stand for. The Data of Hate by Seth Stevens Davidowitz, who recently received a Ph.D. in economics from Harvard and is a contributing opinion writer. Do you realize that on every big issue where the left differs from the right, you were taught something wrong at the university? Just I don't I don't mean just morally wrong, just simply wrong. Why did it take them seventy years and new studies to point out that it's not economics that determines people's values? that lynchings had nothing to do with economic hardship. Nothing to do with terrorism. That education doesn't make better people. Moral education. Judeo-Christian, God-based education makes better people. 
not always even there. But you have a better chance. One eight Prager seven seven six. I mean, is this Ku Klux Klan members were actually better educated than the typical American? I have data on this from so many of my writings from decades ago about the well-educated. You know, when the Nazis the Nazis killed many Jews, murdered many Jews, not not by gas, but by direct uh, shooting. They were called Einsatzgruppen, mobile killing units of the SS, the terror apparatus of the Nazis. Round the Jews up, took the took families and just shot them to death. They would fall into graves, into holes in the ground, sometimes not dead and buried alive. And uh, studies of, of the various Einsatzgruppen, you would think based on what you learn at universities, that these were the rabble. They took you know, people basically out of prison and gave them guns and said, shoot Jews. Turns out that there were a bunch of lawyers and doctors who were in the Einsatzgruppen. That was the first revealed by Irving Greenberg, one of the most prominent uh, rabbis of his generation and scholar from Harvard himself. But it, it won't, this article won't affect the five people. You realize it, it'll affect you because I'm broadcasting it. But it won't affect. It won't affect. It'll it'll zoom right by. They will still. They will still believe that. See, they will still believe what they believe because the moment you believe that values determines behavior, you start blaming people for the bad they do. Can't blame economics. Yep. Can't blame it. Can't blame. Well, you know, they, this this another great line of American left: the hopelessness of American. Many Americans live in hopelessness. They live in hopelessness because they're not given good values. Good values solves. It doesn't solve pancreatic cancer, though God willing, some people with it, and I'm thinking of one whom I adore, will uh, live a long time. That doesn't solve Alzheimer's, right? I understand that. But it solves almost everything else. You get married, you get work, and you have children after you marry, and uh, you have uh, solved uh, a great deal. You have prevented a great deal of misery, let us put it that way. David in Culver City, California, Dennis Prager. Hi, Dennis. Thanks for taking my call. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a quick comment and then a question. My comment is, I think Davidowitz's article in a lot of ways uh, is very complementary to academic inquiry because it shows that regardless of your biases, you go where the data takes you. So... You know, I think it demonstrates the strength of academic inquiry. So that's just my comment. My question is, and I don't know the answer to this, is there any evidence that value, that the values you profess have much to do with your behavior? In other words, if you look at 
states where the teenage pregnancy rate is very high. They're very high in Oklahoma, Mississippi, South Carolina, states that are conservative and very religious. So, I mean, are there, are there examples of religiosity and, and, and conservatism? I'm going to react to both your, your – okay. it's excellent, excellent, Cole. Uh, I'm going to react to your comment, but I'll first I'll ask you a question on the second. If you had to bet your house, you, you had no choice. You had to make that bet. And it was, is the proportion of Americans who attend church every week the same as the proportion of Americans on death row? In other words, well, you're, using, you're the, using an extreme example. I, I, why? Why? Murder. Murder is a good example because murder is the it's worst a crime. Example. It's a well, very extreme example. It's not the most common cause of of evil in society. No, I mean, no, no. But I, I'm taking one one evil. Okay, but I one, agree. I agree that they probably are rapists. How about rapists? Let's drop murderers. Do you think the percentage of rapists uh, who uh, are in prison, who uh, went to church weekly, is the same as the number? Outside, in other words, let's say forty percent of Americans go to church weekly. Do you believe forty percent of convicted rapists had attended church every Sunday? I think you'd bet your house that they didn't. I will respond to your first that this is really a compliment to academia. They go where the research shows. That's very, very important. That question. When we return on the Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. I want to respond to the last call. The hour is coming to an end. This is an hour I would like you to play for every person in your life who is dear to you and who might have a a, a, a progressive, liberal, left-wing, whatever term you wish to use that's most respectful, view of life undermined almost entirely by this column, inadvertently perhaps, at the New York Times. All the data really now show, gee, economics does not determine evil or hate or crime. And education, does, in fact, doesn't make people better. But they, they don't follow the data. So the last caller, who was excellent, said, well, doesn't this show ultimately something complimentary about our political scientists and so on. They Now that they see that there's data to show that, wow, uh, it isn't economics that determines whether people lynch blacks or lynched blacks or today become terrorists. Isn't that great? Folks, do you believe that the data showed for the last 70 years that economics determines crime? Of course not. That was the belief, and then they would give you the data to supply it. I was told at Columbia that boys and girls were basically the same. The reason that they were different was because they were raised different. And then they would supply data. The, the ideology, not truth-seeking, has been the determinant at our universities. Ideology, not truth-seeking. And then you fit the data into the ideology that you wish 
That's not true for everybody. There have been some truly honorable, truth-seeking professors. But the dominant ideology is what matters. People do good or they do bad, not because of economics, but because of the values that they have, the education that they received, not in terms of PhD, but in terms of right and wrong, and to believe ultimately that there was wisdom that preceded PhDs. In our civilization, it was called the Bible. Kids raised with that knew that economics does not determine behavior. I'm Dennis Prager. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 